It's Monday. It's February 4th. And the word of the day is ampersand, which means night. <laughs> Used in a sentence by Donald Trump Jr. Destroying healthcare and killing babies is almost like a funny version of an S ampersand L skit. Oh no! Used in another sentence. <laughs> Live from New York, it's Savings Ampersand Loan. <laughs> God, if you could just tweet in grunts and clicks, they'd embarrass themselves less. But this does explain why I keep getting weird looks when I order at Ben Knight Jerry's. <laughs> All right, so I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the governor of Virginia calls Blacksies. <laughs> Survivalists will seem nominally less crazy. And we learn that Donald Trump's skin tone isn't from tanning. It's actually from his top-of-the-pyramid Oompa Loompa jeans. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow skeptic rats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, how was your Groundhog Day? Did you have a good Groundhog Day? Are we going to just repeat? You asking that and our answers for the entire no, episode? Because that would be funny for a minute. Phil? <laughs> Phil Connors? Ned? Ned Ryerson? Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, we're not doing that. Okay, fine. In our lead story tonight, Ralph Northam, the... Uh, let me let me check. Current governor of Virginia. Huh. Is he? As of recording. Yeah, well, who knows by the time this comes out. Everybody well, he check. learned the hard way. Refresh. Yeah, right. Refresh. Right. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> But Ralph Northam, fucking Schrodinger's governor, learned the hard way this week that if you ex <laughs> if your excuse is going to be that isn't me, it has to be your story right out of the gate, really. <laughs> okay, so Northam's trouble started Friday afternoon when an obscure news site posted a photo from his yearbook page which shows two men, one dressed in blackface, the other in a Ku Klux Klan outfit. The medical school for which this was a yearbook quickly confirmed the authenticity of the photo, prompting calls to resign from every American politician except Steve King. <laughs> well, everyone except Steve King and Ralph Northam, who right. went on to try and throw his voice and be like, the apology was good enough for me. Let him stay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Classic satire. Ironic hipster blackface. Get woke, people. He's cool. He's cool. <laughs> And by the way, the name of the yearbook at this university, I believe it was the University of Virginia, as of today, is Corks and Curls, as in what? the burned cork used for blackface and the curly wig that you would wear in a minstrel show if you were a white person <laughs> being racistly making fun See, of black. It, yeah, it was it was t it was like it was it was he was just showing school spirit. That's right. Then. And OK, so look. When the reporter's question is, so are you the one in the Ku Klux Klan hood or the one in blackface? The correct answer is, I resign the office of governor of the great state of Virginia. <laughs> okay, but Northam decided not just to get it wrong, but to get it like progressively wronger over the next 24 hours. He started with a written statement that was vague but apologetic, uh, but then he followed that up with a video apology that contained these actual words, quote, I am deeply sorry for the decision I made to appear as I did in this photo, end quote. That statement did not stop him from coming out Saturday afternoon and saying that the more he thinks about it, that was some other guy. Yeah, 
after consulting with literally everyone about whether or not that was good enough, my crack team of memories has <laughs> decided that was not me. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Looking forward to a yearbook photo of Steve King, and he's dressed as Abe Lincoln, and he just resigns with a tearful apology. <laughs> <laughs> the Republican version of this scandal, yeah. All right, so now, this Saturday walk back of his was a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was. By the way, his walk back was literally going to be a Michael Jackson moonwalk until his <laughs> wife stopped him. That really I happened. I don't know if she should have... Stopped him. Okay, so he started off by saying that he didn't do it, but he's super sorry anyway. He presented resigning his office as the easy way out, like that would make him a coward. Um, he says he had no idea that the photo appeared in the yearbook because he didn't purchase that yearbook. And no one who did was like, hey, Ralph, there's a giant full-page thing on your yearbook page that says I'm a giant racist, hope I never go into politics, apparently. <laughs> He, he then goes on to say that he that couldn't have been him in the photo because he would remember if he ever wore blackface, which he justified by telling us about the clear memories he had of a different time he yeah. wore blackface, <laughs> like offering that up. By the end of it, he's basically saying, look, I don't expect any of you to, to believe any of this, but I have to say it anyway. Sure you don't want to see the moonwalk? Okay. okay. <laughs> Let me throw this out there. I have an evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a, a good twin who's making sure a bigot doesn't stay governor. So, okay, hold on. Uh, I'm actually the evil good twin, and it was good blackface. Somebody, somebody help me shovel. I'm tired. Yeah, oh, can I get a little help here? Words go <laughs> moonwalk right, so again. Nope. <laughs> So to be honest here, this is one of those stories I hate to cover on Skeptocrat because we record in advance and this motherfucker is resigning, right? Northam is a Democrat. If you're listening to this on the way home instead on the way in, this story might be way less relevant. But even after he resigns, there are still plenty of apologies to be made, right? I haven't heard any apologies from the medical school or the yearbook committee or any of the nine layers of humans that had to sign off on this before it became permanently enshrined in the college's publication. And, and, and I should say, like, look, as a person who was around in 1984, I want to be super clear. We did know that you couldn't do that then. <laughs> yeah, we know right? that like, now. It's still called corks and curls in 2019. <laughs> just to be clear. Like, but I'm just, I just, I, I want everybody to know this is like it, we, maybe in the 50s this was a thing or whatever. We understood this everywhere except Heath's High School by 1984. <laughs> yeah, we still haven't had the heart to tell them. They need a whole new mascot. Everybody loves Duarte <laughs> Peach Dragon. It's just, it's yeah. it would be a whole thing. <laughs> In my hometown, blackface was part of the school uniform. Like, it was a whole... <laughs> Covington, Kentucky? Is that where you're from? Yes. That is where just, if you have enough school spirit, yeah. And while Northam thinks on what he's done, we'll take a quick break for a word from this week's first sponsor, Policy Genius. Hey. Eli, what you doing there? Oh, I'm uh, making Anna her morning coffee. Uh, okay. Uh, but you have like 50 cups there, so well, that's weird. Well, Heath, you know, I won't always be around, and I want her to be taken care of when I die. So I figure I could like set some of these coffees aside, and boom, and morning coffee went long after I'm gone, she's taken care of. Okay, uh, Eli, putting aside cups of coffee for 
decades is, um, well, not helpful, uh, also gross. So I'm thinking if you want your loved ones to be taken care of, why not try policygenius.com? What's policygenius.com? Policy Genius is the easy way to get life insurance. In minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Life insurance? I thought that was just yeah. for like old people and husbands and murder mysteries. Uh, I mean, you're not the second one. Fair. So fair. Mm-hmm. But isn't life insurance like all confusing and there's a lot of like party of the first part and stuff? Uh, you know, not with Policy Genius. Just apply online, and the advisors, Policy Genius, will handle all the red tape. They'll even negotiate your rate with the insurance company. No extra fees, no commissioned sales agents, just helpful advice and personalized service. Wow, that does sound easy. And Policy Genius doesn't just make life insurance easy. Whether you're shopping for disability insurance to protect your income, homeowner's insurance, or auto insurance, they can help you get covered fast. I have all those things. I need all those things. You you, you do. For some reason, you do. So no matter how much or how little you know about life insurance, you can find the right policy in minutes at policygenius.com. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. You know what, Heath? I'm in. Great. Uh, but sorry I didn't tell you before you set aside all this coffee and um, y- yogurt? Is that what that is? Uh, that is not yogurt. Go to a doctor. No. I'm in the skit, too. (laughs) And, and you should have voted for Hillary Clinton news tonight. The Supreme Court is very possibly days away from essentially repealing Roe versus Wade. And if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, it's your fucking fault. Yep. 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 Just a mom and her rapist at Walmart, kid with his giant fucking flipper foot rolling in a wheelbarrow. But her email, <laughs> seriously. Uh, this is Steve, my rapist. Yeah. Uh, burning or bust. Burning or bust. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. So this story comes to us via the Opening Arguments podcast hosted by Andrew Torres. And if you'd like an in-depth analysis of this from an expert and Thomas, you should check it out. You should check out that show. <laughs> They're both on it. So the law in question here, <laughs> such a mean joke. So the law in question here is Louisiana's Unsafe Abortion Protection Act, which would require a doctor to have admitting privileges at a hospital within 30 miles of the facility where the abortion is performed, reducing the amount of doctors who could legally perform abortions in the state of Louisiana to one, yep. one guy. Uh, yeah. Also. You know who has admitting privileges at, like, every hospital? People with a medical emergency. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> yeah, Heath's he, in Louisiana breaking abortion doctor's legs. No, trust me, guys. This is this helps. This counts. <laughs> I am helping. <laughs> now, if you're sitting there and you're thinking to yourself, wait a second. Didn't the Supreme Court decide on a law exactly like this in 2016? Yes. Yes, they did. In Texas, they overturned the 5th District Court that upheld the law. And despite this law being almost exactly word for word, the same fucking law, the 5th District has once again upheld it, saying very nearly, quote, Yeah, but we have since stolen two Supreme Court justices, so let's give this bad boy another crack. 
Yeah. Okay. Whatever the maximum occupancy for fire purposes is of the Supreme Court chamber, that's how many new justices <laughs> we're fucking packing in 2021. Just a goddamn clown car of trans women of color. We're packing it up. <laughs> At this point, not only is it a good idea to pack the court in 2021, it's a moral obligation. Like you have to, yeah. you, you're a Supreme Court. You don't know law. It's fine. Come on in. You can sit next to Gorsuch. <laughs> so here's the thing. This is not a decision that's going to be made in some far off date and time. The Supreme Court is going to decide whether or not this law can go into effect Thursday. Yep. This Thursday, right now. If they do block it, the conservative court still might overturn the 2016 decision. But if they don't, this law will go into effect and Roe versus Wade will essentially be repealed in the state of Louisiana and every single other state which passes a bullshit law like this one. And Louisiana is Atlantis. So, okay, I mean, <laughs> that was a freebie. That was a freebie. But yeah, plenty of other bullshit states are going to try this, obviously. Well, I mean, and keep in mind that several states already have laws passed that essentially say, like, abortion is as illegal as we're allowed to make it. You know, like, automatically ratchet up as it gets easier. So, like, if the SCOTUS gives this the thumbs up, laws across the country could shift on Friday. Yeah. Yep. Now, I want to leave you with a hopeful note. If you're feeling hopeless and... And you voted for Hillary Clinton and you're wondering what you can do. Uh, go to abortionfunds.org. It's a fantastic charity that provides money for abortions. Now, I want to be clear here. Not women's health care. Not pap smears. Abortions. Hotels for women to stay in. Travel. Clinic escorts to prevent them from being photographed and harassed. They provide money for abortions. And if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, you can start by going to abortionfunds.org and giving them... Eh, all the money you have that isn't needed for your survival. All of that <laughs> money is what you owe. Or to more. <laughs> or more. Just saying maybe a little, a little bit more. Two votes. Two votes. Abortionfunds.org. <laughs> and in lame cuck news, Donald Trump sat down with the New York Times for an interview last week. Why? And uh, <laughs> despite saying exactly what we were all expecting... He still managed to come off even worse than the place he started, which was absurdly low. This He's is always amazing, able to do that. Somehow, amazing though. job. Just, you know, vertically speaking, because <laughs> it, it was more words from his stupid fucking face. And that's the point. Like he could be saying amazing stuff, but it honestly doesn't matter at this point. Every time he talks, all I want in my life is to see a dick fly into his mouth. Just mm. a disembodied flying dick. And the dick's just like, shh, and it slowly <laughs> slides right into his mouth like a spoon of baby food. And just, <laughs> num, num. But sadly, I never get the only thing I want in my life. Instead, <laughs> I got Trump saying that the shutdown doesn't matter and announcing that he's going to go ahead with his wall regardless and claiming he doesn't remember anything important happening in this Russia, Russia, <laughs> Russia place, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, yeah. Let's let's be super clear about the flying decks thing. He isn't saying amazing stuff, right? Like, I mean, nope. like archaically, maybe just like it's amazing <laughs> that he's. What I loved that. about this interview is that he's having a hard time keeping up with the scandals at this point. 
Like, honestly, I expected a flash cut to him eating ice cream out of a tub at home at dark. Just, God, I hope I don't tweet again. I just want to watch RuPaul. I need a day. I feel different. I feel broken. Just need a day where there's no news. I don't care about Fire Festival. So, so this all started when Trump got uh, omega-dogged by Nancy Pelosi over his State of the Union address. This is pretty great. Pelosi forced him to postpone it, and then she finally invited him to deliver the address at her leisure, which turned out to be (laughs) this coming Wednesday. Pelosi might as well have walked into the White House residence and just fucked Melania while Donald watched from the corner. (laughs) So Trump was obviously mad about getting cuckolded by a 78-year-old woman, and decided it was time to speak to the nation on his own terms. And oddly enough, that meant calling up the failing New York Times right, to ask uh, for an off-the-record dinner with their publisher, A.G. Salzberger. But Salzberger was like, no, we're a real newspaper. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> we're we're going to have an official on-the-record interview. That's what we do. And you're going to watch me fuck Melania. So (laughs) Trump used his master negotiating skills and said, fine, whatever. And that's what he did. Trump's like, you lost cheeseburger. Last time I was down there, I got bit by a chupacabra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'd like to draw an underline there, if you don't mind. Like the master negotiator can't set up an exclusive interview on his own terms and he's the fucking president. <laughs> yep. Right? Like, if he's still in office this time next year, Sulzberger will make him do the truffle shuffle outside the building. <laughs> it's very traumatic, by the way, just from experience. And uh, here's a few highlights from the interview, starting with some insight we got into Trump's opinion on the longest government shutdown in U.S. history and what happens next. And apparently... He's not even planning to attempt any further discussion about it before the shutdown timeout expires on February 15th. Instead, he's planning to just run out that clock and then declare a national emergency and then, of course, steal money from existing budgets to pay for his goddamn wall. Which, we should point out, is the best case scenario here. Well, <laughs> I, I feel like you're ignoring a, like a whole panoply of fatal geriatric illnesses in that calculus. Eli. Okay, mm. you know what, Noah? I was. And now I have a happy day ahead because I'm thinking about that. Go. Thank you. Let's all list them. All right. <laughs> rickets. I was going to say rickets. Damn it. Uh, that, was, that seemed like the funnest. Name an old person thing. Time's up. Clock. Milk leg. That's for young people. Is it? Yeah. Millennials. Do you Millennials have milk killed leg? Millennials killed Yep. Eli has milk leg. We have a new Patreon goal for (laughs) fixing Eli's milk leg. Let's do it. (laughs) Here's what else we got in the interview with the Times. Um, We got some more nonsense lying about Russia, of course. For example, when asked about his plans to build a skyscraper in Moscow, Trump called it, quote, a very unimportant deal. Mm -hmm. Just for the record, he's talking about the enormous business deal that he was clearly hiding and lying about and then got caught in that lie when his dumbass lawyer Rudy Giuliani announced that Trump was definitely involved in discussions about the building project during the 2016 campaign at which point Giuliani took out his Apple Newton and wrote 
http colon forward slash forward slash www with his stylus hoping to find the internet homepage and do a search yeah so that deal involving the government of a hostile foreign power was quote very unimportant Mm -hmm. rudy runs into the room delete delete does it work like this (laughs) delete also according to candy crush steve king is a racist i don't know why it told me that yeah, and uh, Trump also mentioned that he didn't see the Roger Stone indictment. Really? Didn't see it. And then... Didn't get around to it. Nope, didn't get around to it. That's what he said. And then he immediately also said, quote, I know what was in the indictment. If you read it, there was no collusion with Russia, end quote. Hey, well, no, yeah, to be fair, though, Stone could have been soliciting stolen Democratic emails from anybody. We don't know. <laughs> Just on Craigslist, M for <laughs> stolen Democratic emails. It's a whole category. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> and that brings us to my favorite part of the interview. Trump's latest embarrassment at the hands of our intelligence community. But, well, I mean, that's just kind of ongoing at all times. So more specifically, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm talking about Trump's latest embarrassment at the hands of the official United States intelligence community. <laughs> like, professionally, <laughs> that's the name of the thing. They released their annual worldwide threat assessment last week. And it basically said, uh, whatever Trump's been saying, it's actually the opposite in reality, like the exact opposite. And in response, Trump tweeted, perhaps intelligence should go back to school. Well, uh, apparently he's not mad anymore because now that he read their report (laughs) explaining that everything he thinks is wrong, he's now confident they're all on the same page. So... I don't know. Maybe he's going full George Costanza opposite. I mean, that could be like a genius move. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Look, if Trump agrees to go full Costanza, we have to vote for him in 2020, right? He yeah. will be our greatest president ever. No, he That's would official. be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one other classic moment. Apparently, Trump sent out a tweet during the interview. <laughs> during the interview with the New York goddamn Times. At which point, I'm assuming one of the Times reporters noticed the tweet and was about to yell, hey, did you just send a fucking tweet during our interview? But before that happened, Trump actually handed the reporters a printout of the tweet that he sent while being interviewed and explained that sometimes he dictates the tweets because, you know, the length to girth ratio of his fingers is too small for a lot of touch screens. (laughs) So makes it easier. And in quintessential Trumpian fashion, the tweet is just a photo of Trump at his desk with some intelligence people surrounding him around the desk and a blank piece of paper right in front of him. It's it's well, where he can take notes. He does for him to take notes. <laughs> All right, fellas, start with the intelligence. Intelligence, step one, go. <laughs> All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor, Blinkist. You know, in today's social media environment, it can be hard to find time to sit down and read a book, especially if, like me, you're biologically required to answer every social media challenge, no matter how insane or disingenuous. But just because you don't have time to read doesn't mean you still can't look down on the people who don't read. That's why there's Blinkist. Cut, cut, Eli. Blinkist isn't there so you can be pretentious better. 
Blinkist is the only app that takes the best key takeaways that need to know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down to just 15 minutes so you can read or listen to them conveniently. Look, dirt cheap printing costs and people choosing their books with a ruler has led to a spectacular bloat in the publishing industry, but with Blinkist, you can get the essence of a book quickly. It's not about pretending to read. It's about knowing more stuff. Or pretending to know more stuff. It's not about that. I mean, we can all use Blinkist in our own way, Noah. I don't think there's a need for Just like the 8 million people who are already using Blinkist's massive and growing library. From self-help, business, health, and history, they've got a broad selection on nearly every nonfiction topic. It's like a fast track to a more informed you. It's also a great way to get through dumb books that you would never actually read, but you have to for some reason. Like, uh, for example, Tucker Carlson might have a new one out. Do you really think he has more than 15 minutes worth of substance? Of course he doesn't. But that doesn't mean you're not going to wind up arguing with somebody who read it. So just go ahead and knock it out fast with Blinkist. Or, like a couple of the summaries I've listened to, get the distilled version and then go, man, I've really got to read that book. Okay, nobody likes a show-off. No, that's not... And right now, for a limited time... Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Skeptocrat to start your free seven-day trial. Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat. Blinkist.com slash Skeptocrat. Well, we only have to say it twice. I'm an overachiever. They're, that's Are you? Me. Yeah. Love it to achieve. Name an achievement. And we're back next up in headlines from the Trick or Treaty file. Trump sought to discredit global warming this week by pointing out in a tweet that if the Earth was getting warmer, how could the Cold War be making a comeback? (laughs) Secretary of State and disgraced care bear Mike Pompeo then emphasized the point by formally announcing that the U.S. would withdraw from a 30-year-old nuclear arms treaty with Russia. Well, sure. I mean, at this point, if we fought, it would be a civil war. What's the point? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) Comrade against comrade. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when you read... Trump administration pulls out a nuclear arms treaty with Russia. I can see how you might feel like we're in a prologue to the road or something, but we're not. We're not, because I put that headline in quotes in my note. Um, This decision wasn't made through the usual, you know what else I got angry about during this bowel movement channels that inform so much of our foreign policy in the Trump era. Uh, This actually is a move that we knew was coming for a long time and one that's backed by our UN allies. Uh Great. Well, then why did I buy all this rice then? Uh, why did you buy all that rice? Yeah. Right. Good question. So much. Yeah. Um, well, you're going to finish it or? What no, never. Great. <laughs> so much rice. My rice now. Okay, so this is the INF, or Intermediate Range Nuclear Forces Treaty, and it's been in place since 1987, but it's a stupid fucking treaty. Okay, so first of all, the treaty defines intermediate range as between 310 and 3,100 miles, and 3,100 miles is approximately the distance from the border of Russia to the furthest point in Europe, right? Mm. But but Russia is 6,000 miles across, right? So they can still <laughs> shoot missiles at Europe. They just have to shoot them from east of Krasnoyarsk or whatever. But plus, they weren't complying with it anyway. Plus... Nuking shit far away and close by is also bad. (laughs) Yeah, that's a weird meeting whenever they put this treaty together. Just like, okay, 
So we need to limit nuclear missiles, obviously. I'm thinking we focus on the medium ones right it now. It seems like a weird way to cut it up, yes. All right, so all that being said... The continued crumbling of the various structures put in place to end the Cold War in a way that wouldn't involve mushroom clouds is the kind of thing we should be panicking about. Just, you know, panic correctly. (laughs) What we need is a wall. You know what I mean? Let's let's (laughs) make East Berlin great again. (laughs) He'll try to build a missile wall. You think he won't, but he will. (laughs) Higher. Higher. The slats need to be closer. The slats are too far apart. (laughs) Yeah. And quick before the bombs start dropping, we're going to take a quick break from our final sponsor this week, Robinhood. You know, here at The Skeptocrat, we like to keep things fun and fresh by presenting our ads as skits or humorous dialogues. But we know that not every podcast can do that without it being terrible. So when an advertiser sent out a podcast-wide advisory for Everyone to please just read the freaking copy. We understood. (laughs) Someone else screwed it up for everybody. So with that in mind, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell (laughs) stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits, period. Plus... There is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio. Discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Skeptocrat a free stock, like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at skeptocrat.robinhood.com. Okay. 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 (laughs) Finished. And in good news tonight, Chicago was colder than Mars this week. The planet Mars, with temperatures reaching (laughs) negative 25 degrees. Okay, I'm going to speak up for the space nerds here, because I've heard that a lot. Noon at the Martian equator is light jacket weather, okay, generally. Average surface temperature, though, is 80 below zero Fahrenheit. Chicago was not that cold. Okay, I was talking about Mars, Pennsylvania, Noah. You said the planet Mars. Say anything about Mars, Pennsylvania right now. Hats. Hats. Oh, okay. Toast. (laughs) They probably have both. Yes, okay, fine. Two votes. I win the podcast. Anyway, point is it was cold. That's the point. Point was it's cold. Pump fake. And one, (laughs) one... Motherfucking badass decided to step up in the best possible way. Southside entrepreneur Candace Payne purchased hotel rooms out of her pocket for over 100 homeless people, spending $12,000 and gaining national acclaim for being fucking awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And also for being that asshole who sees you on a first date and watches you walk past a panhandler. And then it makes loud noises while giving that homeless guy a 20, like right in your face. 
every hotel with empty rooms is going to jerk it into a banana peel tonight while watching Scrubs. That's what's happening. Here. <laughs> Great work, Candace Payne, though. Great work. I, I feel like you think this is experience is more universal than it is. I, I like like most people don't jerk off to Scrubs. Uh, citation needed. Yeah. Also, by the way, for twenty bucks, I'm pretty sure you can go back and fuck the panhandler if that helps. Two votes. Or I'm back on Noah's Look side. at Sarah Chalk. I'm just saying. A lot of good. I love Chalk. stuff going on. Mm. So Not, there's nothing else okay. to this story. I just thought, you know, <laughs> with abortion actively becoming a thing of the past and the government failing to run, we could all use a happy story. Anyways, yeah. that's it. Heath, how does Mitch McConnell feel about voting? <laughs> <laughs> Pro. Great question, Eli. He is uh, anti. He's against it. He's yeah, against no, he is. Voting. Uh, speaking of which, last up in headlines, in zero and a half shell news, oh, nice. Senate Majority Leader Neckwaddle and Neckwaddle, Mitch McConnell, Neckwaddle, <laughs> Neckwaddle, Neckwaddle, voiced his opposition to a proposed House bill that would improve voter turnout and make campaign financing more transparent, calling it a political power grab by Democrats. He just described a power grab by the people of a democracy. Yep. And announced that his party is theoretically against that. <laughs> I mean, to his credit, he is literally correct. It is a power grab. <laughs> you are right. No, he is. He is correct. And he's correct that his party's against it. It's like Mish McConnell's kid wished on a birthday cake the night before or something. <laughs> that, that'd be great. I feel like Mitch McConnell's liar liar would just be him screaming slut at every woman that walked by until he died of asphyxiation. Or I would something. watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so two votes. The uh, the new bill is called the For the People Act. Boo. Brandy. And uh, <laughs> in, uh, in fairness to Mitch McConnell, much like basic science and Basic ethics are discriminatory against Republicans. So is the proposal by House Democrats. For example, the new bill includes a rule that would force all presidents to release their tax returns, which is effectively the same as a rule that says all presidents who find toilet paper to be a confusing riddle have to release their tax returns. <laughs> that being said, the rule would include all future presidents, too. And if the bill goes into effect... That last part about future presidents doesn't really affect the GOP very much. So I think it balances out <laughs> yeah, more I mean, than it balances out, actually. <laughs> While we're talking reason and evidence, there should never be a Republican president literally ever again. So, yeah, this is. A yeah, easy but one. if there's and, democracy and yet fucking two terms of competent presiding later, you're going to be screaming at people half a generation behind you that it doesn't really matter if Gary Johnson promised him a pony <laughs> because Gary Johnson's not going to be the fucking president. Also, he's pointing at a dog. That's a dog. <laughs> That's Jill Stein just crouched down. You're stupid. Don't vote so, for the dog. Don't vote for the... You voted for the dog. Ah. Uh, <laughs> canine or bust. Yeah. So the new bill also includes a rule that would require super PACs to let everyone see where their campaign money is coming from. Because corporations are people and it needs to be one corporation, one vote. So basically... <laughs> Citizens United v. Literal United Citizens, the bill. That's what we're talking about. This is so fucking important, more than just about anything else we're doing I, in this country. I, yeah, I live in Georgia, he, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure fucking Venezuela just recognized Stacey Abrams as our legitimate governor. <laughs> 
And uh, one final piece of the bill. It would make Election Day into a federal holiday, which would guarantee the day off for a large group of idiots who can't even with stamps. And just to reiterate, the Republican response is accusing Democrats of trying to rig elections in favor of the candidates with the the most people who want those candidates to win. Yes! Rig it. What, like what I love about this is that all the fake responses are good ideas. Like, oh, yeah. hey, you want everyone to be able to vote without an ID and guessing how many fingers I have behind my back. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like Republicans stopped tossing out what ifs when they realized Democrats were writing them down, you know? Like, HP2. Stop, stop that. Stop. Just release another video of you dancing for me to <laughs> anger jerk off to. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite part is that nobody explains how stupid this is before Mitch McConnell goes out on the Senate floor and says this all out loud. He has right? a team of aides and analysts and speechwriters at his disposal. And he was like, all right, this is bullshit. Uh, I'm going to explain how democracy is unfair to the Republican Party. And they were like, uh, <laughs> sorry, Mitch, I, I can't hear you. Your your head is fully receded inside your shoulders. I it was bound no to happen eventually. Yep. So that's what we got. We got Mitch McConnell uh, projecting his voice over the sound of his neck skin flapping like an open balloon flying around the room and unabashedly announcing that democracy has a liberal bias. It's the toilet paper on your shoe of thought. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm going to keep repeating this in slightly different words because this is so important. The emperor has no clothes and he stole an election and he stole it by winning the vote by negative three million people. <laughs> You're right. If everyone votes, the Republican Party of the last several decades doesn't exist. It can't. And that's why the most powerful member of the most powerful legislative body in our democracy thinks Democrats are too focused on voting in our voting-based election system. That's what's happening. Theoretically, theoretically yeah. voting-based yeah. election system. <laughs> Thinking about voting. There's too much talk of voting for him. Uh, get get ready to elect that dog. Whatever we were talking about. Whatever anything, we tell you to vote, you vote. If you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, you don't get a vote anymore. We get your vote. You listen in on the Monday before Election Day. Who should I vote for? Heath will tell you. Clonk. Pull the trigger. Go back to your room. Play some Spider-Man. Do whatever you want, man. Once a year, you're ours. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Danielle, Stephen Hairloss opposite of Alec Baldwin. What do you think that means? Like uh, Lots of hair. Like it's the, right. Oh, it's the, all on the sides. The sides. It's and like the reverse. the top grows lovely. Yeah. The, okay. So it's like, like McElroy. Abnormal pattern male ball. Okay. Like yeah, he's got what was McElroy. the last thing you said? Like McElroy? Mac yeah, he's got McElroy's hair. Who's McElroy? Come on, man! What? So old. Macklemore? 
Mackle. That's right, Mackle. You're sold. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> Suck it. Superman Slow two. moving McElroy? disembodied dick flying into your mouth. <laughs> it's McElroy. You don't remember McElroy from <laughs> Superman 2 with the pennies? He set himself on pyre, smoking crack. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> and then he snapped oh. his neck and he was like, no. That's right. I knew about a white rapper and I'm Dawn of proud. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, besides Stephen Harloss, opposite of Alec Baldwin, <laughs> thank you to Jeremy as well. Also, thank you to that sickeningly in love power couple. And thank up. you to Amigo, whose beautiful dicks and vaginas and hands, touching hands, reaching out, <laughs> touching me, touching you, sweet Caroline. We're all touching dicks and hands. <laughs> there we go. Nobody's going to sing it? Okay. And whether or not <laughs> touching me, you're feeling... Bop, bop, bop. Okay. Touching you. <laughs> and whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people. If you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, thank you, Eli. And you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows. Switch over to Macklemore now. Sing some Macklemore. The Skating Atheist. Got all the movies and citation needed. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. Now do McElroy. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. Pack the tennis court. <laughs> People also have cash sitting in there in between trades. And like, oh, it's like Superman 2. It's... Mm, <laughs> um, I just want to look inside your brain one time. I want to just see the tunnels. I want to see them opening up. A lot of them lead I just to feel Superman like, I'll walk into it and be like, fuck, we're in Superman 3 and he thinks it's Superman 2. Why are we here? I read this in Blinkist. I know what the stock market is. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.